Shit's about to get messy. Real messy. Oh, you want my number? Oh no, sorry, I don't give it out to strangers. <laughs> yeah, but you can listen to my podcast though. This has been the start of all starts. Let me fucking tell you. I uh, am really trying not to swear in the first 10 minutes of the video, but we couldn't even get six words in. I just had to restart the podcast about four minutes in because I lost. Well, I didn't lose. I realized that I've been living my whole day on business meetings and everything with only one earring in my ear. So that was a good start um next start is that I realized that I was so excited to record with my neon sign that I bought you see but then I realized that recordings face backwards um they mirror like normal life and I also realized that now I'm backlit and also that my fucking ring light is still broken but she is nothing if not disastrous so we're back <laughs> with another episode of meet my mess i'm just realizing this week how overused the theme of being a hot mess is when i started this show i thought that this this name that is creative fucking gold no one's ever thought of the idea of branding being a hot mess before ever no one ever you know, Hannah Brown's book just came out talking about God, God bless this mess. You know, Jesus approves her mess. The devil approves mine. Um, but thank you for listening. Nonetheless, I don't really have any huge life updates this week um, other than the fact that I've been in a career limbo for about three months now. You guys have probably been able to tell um, when I had my best friend. Kayla, my old roommate Kayla on the show, we kind of talked about, um, she might have heard her mention me moving on to a cruise ship. So that would have meant I would have had to naturally give this show up because I wouldn't be able to work. I would be working like 14 to 18 hour days selling art. And um, as much as that, when I got the job seemed like the end all be all opportunity for me, you know, I love art. I love business. If you listen to the show, you know I love traveling. Um, but it would have meant that I would, this is really, really going to piss me off this light. We might just have to fucking do this show in the dark. Um, but it would have meant I would have had to give up actually being a creator myself and um, just be the person who sells art. It was a great, a great opportunity for me, but it took me about, it's taken me I've been working on this opportunity since August and it's taken me till near now now we're nearing December to realize that um it's not the opportunity for me I have you might be thinking we're a fucking nut job for giving up a job like that for a podcast I'm just gonna let my light cool down and keep going um 
for a podcast that doesn't make much money. Um, you might be crazy for giving it up. I, but I do have other creative endeavors that I want to, and business endeavors I really have started. They just haven't come to fruition yet that I'm just not willing to give up. So I kind of want to quickly just mention how I kind of came to this decision because it throughout this time, I've really thought about the idea of decision making and how we bring ourselves to make these massive decisions in our lives. Um, and there was like five main kind of factors I took into account when taking this decision, making this decision that was quite honestly life changing. So the first one is. And don't worry, first of all, let me preface, don't worry, we're going to get into some like uh, raunchy shit later in the show, but I'm trying this new thing where I talk about the PG stuff first so I don't get shadow banned on every single platform that I'm on. Um, But back to making big life decisions. The first question I was asking myself was, are you acting off of fear or off of instinct? And I'll be honest, when I first made this decision, I think I was acting off of fear. And I think that sometimes when we're making big decisions, it's really hard for us to distinguish the two because a feeling of fear is like a primal feeling. It's made to protect ourselves. And it's a, it is like a gut feeling when you're afraid of something, especially if something that, if it's something that doesn't seem immediately threatening. But I think that the best way to distinguish fear from an instinct is that if you don't know what to do, sit still. And if after a few days you still feel these same concerns or a few like 24, 48 hours, I would say more, I would try and sit on your big decisions for at least like three days. Um, But if it is a feeling that still is present after calming yourself down about the immediate shock or or risks that you're going to have to take with this decision, um, that's how you know the, the difference. If after a few days of really thinking it through logically and emotionally, you can still say this just does not feel right, then I think that there's your answer. Um. And yeah, if it is your intuition, trust that, trust that if you feel in your gut, a decision isn't right, even though it might seem completely right on the surface, um, trust that because we know, we know where that fucking road leads, ladies, don't we, when we don't trust our gut. Okay. I don't need to say more. You know what I'm referring to. Okay. The third I put, I'm just sick brain still. Okay. The third big thing you need to take into consideration when making decisions is um, which path benefits your current and long-term goals best. So for me, my current goals, I like have a list of all my current goals on my phone. My current goals are to start working in stand-up more. It's to start writing more. It's to start being in the dance studio more. All of the goals that I have consistently written down for myself throughout this year don't involve me being a businesswoman. They involve me being a creative. And so I think when you look at what are your long-term goals and your short-term goals, for me, 
Okay, let's not talk about for me. Let's not talk about me. Um, you have, yeah, you have to think about your short-term goals, which goals for us younger individuals typically might look like career, um, having fun, enjoying life. Um, and then long-term goals. I know for me, that looks like back to me, but always back to me. Um, it's a one woman show. What the fuck? Like, what the fuck can you ask of me? Um, your long-term goals for a lot of us look like families, um, settling down, finding a place you love to stay. And this particular decision did not benefit my long-term or short-term goals. So the the decisions kind of made. And then the next thing I want to discuss is, does the risk of making this decision outweigh the benefit? So you write it down. My mom always tells me to write shit down and I hate her fucking for it, but write it down, write down the risks and the rewards and tally them up. You can even give two points to the ones that you feel are extra noteworthy and um, decide if this is a really risky decision. And I'm not talking that like good kind of risk, like, oh, I'd have to leave my family to go live in France. Like, that's not the kind of decision I'm referring to. Sorry, I don't know if you heard the fucking feds banging on my door. I swear the delivery people get so angry during this time of year. Like normally they'll come by in the summer, they're chipper, they knock on the door, but as soon as fucking Christmas comes along and they can't fucking smoke weed at work and they can't fucking call their wives at work, they're just miserable. The last two packages while recording this podcast, I have accepted two packages and it's been three the last one was three doorbell dings and two door kicks it was fucking ridiculous I would have thought the police were at my door which I often worry when the doorbell rings I always worry it's the cops I don't know if that's anyone else but I'm always fucking worried it's the cops if the cops are listening I have nothing to hide here um I'm sorry I really forget what I was I know I was talking about the risk outweighing the benefit, but I don't know where I was. So just take the point as is. Um, and this one is the biggest, biggest point, I think, in my opinion, is other than t- trusting your intuition, is which decision will make you feel less regret? 10 years down the road, are you going to say, damn, I really, really fucking wish I did that. Or I really wish I hadn't let that person go. Or I really wish that I had gone on and dated. I don't know what your fucking decision is, but I'm just saying which decision will make you feel less regret in the long term? Which decision are you going to have to give up? It's not even give up less because sometimes you have to give up things that aren't genuinely important to you to get to where you want to be. But if you have to give up the things that set your soul on fire, this is probably not the thing for you to be doing. If this changes, if this decision would change your, like go against your value system, if it would go against everything you've worked for, everything you've ever wanted, then this is not the path for you to go down. So 
hopefully that was helpful. It probably wasn't because I know that I'm a, I'm literally like the fucking car wash guy today. Just uh, flailing around like a fucking, what is it? Duck without wings in a pond trying to fly away from the big swans or the big bear trying to eat them. That's me just flailing the fuck around in front of my backwards neon sign and all that. Oh my Lord. Can you, this is like such a switch up, but I want to talk about a decision that other people maybe would think I would feel a lot of regret for, but I don't. I want to talk about it. I want to talk about dating siblings and friends. Um, I don't remember. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember when I had Heather on the show. We talked about her like going to a club and kissing a guy's friend, the friend of a guy she had matched with on Tinder. And I was like, bitch, you have not one thing to feel bad for. She was like feeling so, so guilty, like sweating. And fuck, I talked about getting a tampon fucked into me last week. So I want to give my full-fledged opinion on dating siblings and friends. So I have done both in the past. I have dated friends actually less often than I dated siblings. Let's start with the friends. So I dated two sets of friends. Um... They weren't serious, either of them, but I definitely had both an an emotional relationship with both of them and a physical relationship with one of them and could be buddy in a physical relationship with the other. But anyways, um, yeah, I was invited to this like championship basketball party. Don't worry. It wasn't for the NBA or anything fucking exciting. It was for my fucking local pre-professional basketball team um so we went to this party and I was invited by the host of the party and you know what that means if the host invites you they invite you for a reason you know we weren't great friends so um yeah we chatted we had a good banter but I wasn't physically that attracted to him and there goes the earring now we know why it's been fucking falling out all day faulty 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 um this is actually the this guy like tends to come on my podcast a lot, like not fucking intentionally. It's the same dude that my dog peed on his, my dog peed on his dad's leg. It's the son. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so him, we went to the basketball party and I was flirting with him all night long until I meet his fucking best friend who's just as tall, but he has darker features. He likes the same music, same kind of personality traits. Um, just more my type, quite frankly, but quite frankly, less interested than his best friend. So the night goes on. I'm not really sure which way I'm going, where I'm going. You know, I like to keep both my back pocket in case the other one fucking fucks off with someone else. So eventually the night kind of is getting late. Drinks are flowing and I go outside with a suspect number two, the friend, the one that I think is more attractive. And uh, we get to, uh, you know, we had a little back and forth. I said, no, no, like your best friend's pretty into me. Like I'm 
not going to kiss you. And he's like, oh, well, don't fucking worry about it. He doesn't mind. He said he hasn't said anything to me. I said, well, if he hasn't said anything to you, then um, I probably shouldn't have either. So we get to Mac and Mac and hard and then whatever we make up for like 10 minutes and then we come back inside and uh the guy the one friend says to the initial friend dog p boy he says um hey i just made out with that girl she says that you're like pretty into her is that the case and he was like yeah bro i am pretty into her um and he was like pretty like mad but he also couldn't like he wasn't mad at me he was pretty mad at his friend but he also couldn't be mad at his friend because um he didn't tell him so he was like fuck that's like shitty that my best friend just made out with the girl I like naturally but also like I can't be mad because I didn't tell him and he didn't even tell me it was just like a gut feeling I had because he was very very flirty with me so that was like the only time actually that's not the only time I fucked with a friend friends okay and then another situation this isn't a little bit shorter there's not really any detail to either to be honest um one time I was well this is kind of still current I um kind of have seen this guy on and off for years he's just like super this is really fucked up but he's like super super rich really great guy um I've been trying to like force myself to um like this dude for a long long time and it's just not happening i'm trying really hard it's just not happening but no who i do fucking fancy is his uh australian friend who's poor as fuck of course (laughs) i do like him because he's funny and he's outgoing and he's charismatic he cheats cheats on his girlfriend all the time but at least he's fucking has a sense of humor and that all apparently that matters to me Wow, I just had a real moment of self-realization, but I have dated those friends and they honestly, at the end of the day, none of them really cared. At the end of the day, I could still probably get into a relationship with mm, three of the four. 2.5 2.5 of the four. I don't know. We're borderlining on one of them. Um so really it all turned out okay because at least 50% of the deal was still down to tango. I get to test out four Lamborghinis and I get to take home two. The odds are just fucking better. My point here is no one really fucking cares. Um next <laughs> dating siblings now you would think that this might be the one that's a little bit more complicated but in my experience it's been less complicated the most complicated part was that one dude saying like oh man that sucks like you kissed the girl I like but like I I didn't tell you that was like the worst it got when it came to dating siblings and friends so I'm gonna keep fucking doing it when it comes to the siblings there's one guy out there in this world he's married but he might be the love of my life I know they're gonna get divorced he's not like seriously if I could post a picture of this dude without fucking looking like a psychotic piece of shit you would be like him like it's he's really not anything like fancy um but like just like 
that like feeling of fucking connection. Anyways, I'm like sitting here wondering why the guy I met in ninth grade drama class doesn't love me anymore. Um, but he's married nonetheless. And because of this unfortunate fact, I've got to get the next best thing. And what's the next best thing is next in line. His brother, that's two years younger. (laughs) So, yeah, I was really, really in love with this guy. Still have feelings for him. There's nothing wrong between us. He just is playing professional baseball in another country. And I can't. And because of that, he um, decided to get married over there and just like being in an unhappy marriage because he's still, well, not now, but when he was engaged, he would still text and stab me all the time and all that. So I went to the brother next. Now, the brother is not a professional um, baseball player. He is a city drug dealer who works at the construction site. Mind you, this is like three years past. Like, this is not at all relevant. Um, yeah construction boy we ended up hooking up eventually um the brother was home for christmas and i decided to uh go on over to see the brother not knowing that the older brother was home for christmas not knowing anyone was home home at the house thinking i was going over to get a little boy was i fucking wrong I get there and I'm in the basement hooking up with the brother and the older brother comes in and joins into the room and says, hey, and he looks at me like he just saw a fucking ghost on his face. But he also can't say shit because he's married. So this sounds like a fucking made up story. So I go around. I also feel like I just saw a ghost because as much as I was like having fun with the brother, I still really like cared for man number one the older brother so I was like all right I gotta get the fuck out of here like this is bad this is bad news like the one guy the one guy you know the one guy just saw me hooking up with his fucking younger brother if that's not self-sabotage I don't know what is but nonetheless no one was really that mad even after this happened we both brothers are still interested. And I'm going to say that this has a way higher likelihood of working out if the brothers don't get along, if they have a bad relationship that works in your favor. (sighs) And that was just the situation I was in. And also, if you don't mind breaking up their relationship, also fucking great odds for you. Even if the relationship wasn't bad it is going to be after you so just bear that in mind that you might be breaking up a family or entering into a family that doesn't have it's not a fucking healthy family or and then third the last option is they actually will be pissed and no one will want to fuck with you but um in my experience that hasn't really been the case with guys and the people they love there's something about they don't like to admit it, but sharing the same pussy. <laughs> There's something about having sex with the same girl that bonds men. 
not in the same way it bonds women. They like to talk about the wetness, the circumference, the what they did to you, how far they let you go. You know what I mean? How far you let them go. Um, what you're like in bed. They like to get into the raunchy ass details and uh, being able to bond over the warm feeling of a woman's vahoon is one of the great pleasures in a male's life. So honestly, if you want to hook up with brothers or siblings, morally, brothers, maybe not correct, but both are fucking fair game, in my opinion. If there's been no serious relationship involved with either, if there's never been a title put on the relationship with either, then, you know, by all means, really, by all means, go ahead. Because I just gave you a story about how great fucking around with people's families and friendships are and how great that's turned out for me personally, I'm going to give you a story that didn't turn out so great for me personally. The time I lost my virginity. No one has like a great first time losing their virginity, but usually that has to do with like your anatomy or it fucking hurting for you or it's just like not good sex or it's awkward or you don't know what to do with your hands. Mine was a violent experience. It's not triggering. Don't worry. (laughs) He wasn't violent towards me. It was just violent in general. But this probably is why I enjoy borderline abusive sex today on top of childhood neglect and fucking sexual assault and whatever 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 my first boyfriend was so nervous the first time we had sex that he could not for the life of him get hard we had fooled around tons before and he was rock hard fucking coming out of the head of his dick i'd give him head before many times Everything was all good, but he could not for the life of him get hard. So this man started throwing and punching shit. The man punched a fucking hole in the wall. And honestly, punching a hole in the wall, like it would be scary for anyone, but a man punching a hole in the wall is literally my biggest fucking like trigger because my dad used to punch holes in walls all the time. And my first boyfriend punched a hole in the wall. Um, during the first time we had sex, he was so, so mad. He couldn't get hard. He just thought that because he couldn't get hard with me, I would never want to have sex with him again. Um, 16 year old me was trying really hard to reassure this man that I will still want to sleep with you. And I understand you're just nervous while also at the same time, trying not to lose my shit that this man is getting so mad that he can't have sex, that he's punching a wall. It was like, the scariest ego stroke ever like of course you want a man to have sex with you that bad but like fuck like i don't need you traumatizing me in the process i probably would have fucking forgotten all about the fact that he couldn't get hard the first time we had sex and just would have remembered the second time the next time when we did actually have sex because he was my boyfriend we would be there for six months i loved this man i was not gonna leave him just because he didn't have sex with me i didn't even fucking like sex yet i don't think I did. Yeah, that's a lie. I did. I was fucking rubbing my fucking vulva on my velvet couch by the time I was 11 years old. Let's be honest. It's not a fucking lie either. Um, but yeah, I just want 
wanted to bring this up because we hear a lot of reassurance on our the girls' side about, oh, if a man can't get hard, it has nothing to do with you. But I want to like let guys know any girl who's like well researched on sex knows that um it's not really a big deal it's not really a big deal to us either the best way that I could say a man could go about with reassuring a girl that it's not her is just like telling her how much you think she's sexy telling her how gorgeous she is and I cannot stress this enough make her come still it is the biggest fucking shot to the ego when first you can't get hard which is fine we can get over that but next if you act like you don't even want to touch look at kiss us speak to or cuddle us because you're so embarrassed we're going to start thinking that's we're not going to take that as you being embarrassed we're going to take that as you don't want to have sex with me if you or you're not attracted to me if you just stop everything completely so please if you can't get hard go down on her finish her off and she will have a huge rush of serotonin forget all about the fact that you couldn't work your diddly winkly dinkly dink so please like that number one that is when we feel the most self-conscious is when you don't reassure us afterwards and if you haven't heard it before ladies if this does happen to you and a man can't get hard while you're having sex um this is 100% normal and 100% of the time it's not fucking you it's not anything to do with how you look because the odds are a guy wouldn't have gone through not even the odds are the fact is a guy would not have gotten through all this trouble of getting you in bed flirting with you emotionally getting to know you connecting you bringing back you back to their home their house whatever it is places that with their fucking roommates i don't know um they wouldn't have gotten to the point and worked so hard to get you in bed if they didn't want to be in bed with you point plain simple period end of story i feel like i need to reiterate that if they got you in bed it is because they wanted to it's not easy to get girls in bed these days um so that's kind of all i want to say about that is just a little reassurance on both ends that uh it's not you but also men we a lot of us do know and it's okay you just have to act about it the right way I want to end this episode off with a friendly little reminder about simple, simple science, really simple, simple anatomy. Along with the fucking reminder that I need me trying to fucking give you anatomy lessons while my fucking I don't understand the basics of reflection. Um, <laughs> this is going to be so mean, but it's a little bit of a reminder that us as women don't really like give one fuck about your penis (laughs) this is gonna be so hurtful for men but like really what we're there for is your dominant nature your hands and your mouth (laughs) your dick is an all right bonus it's an all right bonus i want to remind men it's one fucking simple button to get a girl to come and it's called the clit it's this motion 
over and over again for like two minutes. The biggest mistake a lot of men make is they just don't stay there long enough. They think, oh, she's just not one of those girls that comes easily. Yeah, no, I don't. I fucking need some warming up. Just like how you just took 25 minutes of fucking the back of my throat to the point I can't speak. So just take two minutes to fucking press my button. Men need to get over the fact they don't have golden dicks. They don't have golden dicks with diamonds shooting out of it. Bethany Frankel. It only becomes this golden statue, this golden item, once you activate the other buttons. Once you turn the machine on, you can put it to work. You feel me? You will please so many more girls this way. Girls will be so much freakier for you. They'll be so much interest, more interested in having sex with you. And when girls say that we will have casual sex with you, we mean it. But we're not going to do it if you're not fucking giving us what we want. That's like if you were to go over to a girl's house to have casual sex and she was like, yeah, you can like fuck my armpit. Like that's that's great. Like, thanks for the offer, but that's not what I fucking came here for. I came here for an orgasm. So that's all I really have to say this week. Um, more disastrous than usual yet somehow feel like I'm getting more of a hang on this fucking weird world that is talking to myself for one hour each week. I would love to have more comedians on the show. So if you know any great, preferably female comedians, but male comedians are great too. Um, or non-binary, of course, please send me their names because I really would like to bounce off someone in this world of comedy instead of always talking to myself. And if you like my one earring, please subscribe to the YouTube so you can see more of my fucking messy, messy ass shenanigans. And I'm appreciative for this world, this podcast, this life and um yeah stay messy and i'm gonna sign off because i really have nothing else to say i'm just fucking rambling at this point